Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 1. As a lily among the thorns, too, so is my friend among the daughters. As with all books in the Bible, there's a lot of references to Jesus Christ, and Jesus calls us his friend if we obey him. And here, the bridegroom-to-be, or the beloved, is calling his lover his friend. And those who follow Christ are his bride, who he is going to take to heaven. They're already engaged to him spiritually, and they're virgins because they don't follow any other leader. They only follow Jesus, and they are his friends because they obey his commandments. He also calls her a lily. In the previous chapter, he was called the lily of the valley. So, She's like him. She isn't the lily of the valley, but she's a lily. So she is aspiring to be like him. And that's the same thing with Christians who follow Christ. We are not little gods contrary to some modern teachings in some of these cult churches. This isn't saying that we're little gods because we're not gods at all. But we do become like Jesus in the sense that we develop his character traits when we obey him. 3. As a citron among trees of the forest, so is my beloved among the sons. In his shade I delighted and sat down, and his fruit is sweet to my palate. The first two verses were the voice of the bridegroom, and this verse is the voice of the damsel. And she responds in the song, saying that he is like a citrus fruit tree in the forest that is big enough that she can get shade under it. He is a fruit tree in the middle of the forest. That's saying that he has something to offer that no other man has. She also says that his fruit is sweet. And this symbolizes eating or consuming the word of God. His word is sweet to our palate. That's why we read the Bible. We just can't get enough of his words. For he hath brought me in unto a house of wine, and his banner over me is love. If you go to a birthday party and it says, Happy birthday, whoever, that's a banner. This is a, a metaphor that the damsel is saying, He invited me to his banquet, and the sign that he put over my head at the table that he sat me at that sign said love. When we go to heaven and we eat the wedding feast with the Lord, I bet there will be a banner there that says love. 5. Sustain me with grape cakes. Support me with citrons, for I am sick with the love. Grape cakes and citrons would be food that you would eat to have fun. It's not staple food, it's party food. The bride is saying, I'm eating delicacies with my Lord. And that's what we're doing when we are in love with Jesus and we are consuming his word and obeying his commands. It is like being at a dinner party where we're eating delightful foods. And she says she's sick with love, which means that she's in love with him. 6. His left hand is under my head and his right doth embrace me. That's a beautiful image of a man and a woman kissing. And this is very natural. The man is supporting her torso and her head when he kisses her. So it's just a lovely scene. This is the scene between Christ and the church. Remember, everything 
in the temporal world, meaning the physical world where you can touch, that all represents something in the spiritual world. When we go to heaven, there isn't going to be any sex, but that represents just being united with Christ in heaven. In heaven, there's no procreation. But the fact that they're kissing in this song is representative of Christ receiving his bride. So it has a spiritual representation. 7. I have adjured you, daughters of Jerusalem, by the rose or by the hinds of the field, stir not up, nor wake the love till she please. I'm not sure if this is the man singing or if it's the damsel singing, but whichever one it is singing, they're telling the choir not to bother them because they want to express their love for each other and they're telling the choir to leave them alone. The metaphor is that they're in a forest under a citron tree, so they've added deer to this metaphor. And the metaphor is don't let the deer interrupt us which is the same thing as telling the choir, don't interrupt us. The love between Christ and the church is so important that it is not to be interrupted with or meddled with. 8. The voice of my beloved, lo, this, he is coming, leaping on the mountains, skipping on the hills. The damsel compares her bridegroom-to-be to deer that leap in the forest and deer that leap up the mountains and over the hills. It takes incredible muscle for those deer to leap the way that they do. So he is very strong and very beautiful too because deer are incredibly beautiful. When Jesus returns, he will stand on Mount Olivet. And that, I think, is also symbolized in this verse because it talks about a deer, which would be a buck, leaping on the hills. 9. My beloved is like to a roe, or to a young one of the hearts. Lo, this he is, standing behind our wall, looking from the windows, blooming from the lattice. She's still comparing her lover to a stag. She calls it a roe of the young hearts. Heart is a medieval word for deer. And hinds, which was in verse 7, is also an old terminology for deer. And she says he's like a beautiful buck standing, looking over the wall at her. And you know how intently a buck looks at the doe. They won't take their eyes off of that doe. And that's how intently Christ looks at the church. In this song, the two lovers actually sleep together. And it's very sensuous. They haven't enjoyed the wedding feast yet, but they are legally bound. Because in Jewish culture, you are legally married on the day that you're betrothed. That's why it's called betrothal and not engagement. What we have in Western culture is engagement, where there is no legal contract at all when you get engaged. You can cut it off at any point. In fact, in Western culture, the engagement is a period of last-minute decision-making. But in Jewish culture, it's betrothal, which means you are legally married at the point that you promise each other that you will be married. But you don't have the wedding feast until later when the bride's home is prepared. It's permissible for them to have sex, although that isn't usually what happened. But they are legally married before the wedding feast. This explains why Joseph in the New Testament would have had to divorce Mary in order to break off their betrothal 
she was promised to him and they were already legally bound, so it would have required a divorce to break off that relationship. 10. My beloved hath answered and said to me, Rise up, my friend, my fair one, and come away. Now the damsel sings that her lover has called her to him, and Jesus has called us to him as well. 11. For lo, the winter hath passed by, the rain hath passed away, it hath gone. It's springtime now. At some point in our lives, the winter of this worldly life will be over, and we will enter into a beautiful springtime, so to speak, when we go to heaven. 12. The flowers have appeared in the earth, the time of the singing has come, and the voice of the turtle was heard in our land. So it's talking about springtime, when turtles get out and walk around, and birds are singing and flowers are growing. 13. The fig tree hath ripened her green figs, and the sweet-smelling vines have given forth fragrance. Rise, come, my friend, my fair one, yea, come away. The bridegroom is still calling her to him, and he's saying, It's springtime, everything is beautiful, the figs are growing, the grapes are growing, and I want you to come away with me. That's what he will say when he comes to take us into the sky. 14. My dove, in clefts of the rock, in a secret place of the ascent, cause me to see thine appearance, cause me to hear thy voice, for thy voice is sweet and thy appearance comely. This would still be the male lover speaking because he called his bride a dove, and he's still calling her a dove. And he's saying, come out from your hiding place and show yourself to me. 15. Seize ye for us foxes, little foxes, destroyers of vineyards, even our sweet-smelling vineyards. The bridegroom tells the bride to capture the foxes that are running in the vineyards. Foxes will destroy the vineyard, so he's telling her to capture the foxes and get them out of the vineyard. He's putting her to work, but Christ is putting the church to work. We have to go and spread the gospel, put Satan away from our churches. 16. My beloved is mine, and I am his, who is delighting among the lilies. She says, the bridegroom is mine, and I am his. And we can say that about Christ as well. Christ, our Lord, belongs to us, and we belong to him, and we aren't going to let him go. 17. Till the day doth break forth, and the shadows have fled away, turn, be like, my beloved, to a roe or to a young one of the hearts on the mountains of separation. She references the mountains of separation, and that could mean that there were many obstacles coming between them that were trying to separate the beloved from his beautiful bride. And that's true in this life as well. There are many obstacles. Satan and his demons are constantly trying to tempt us to go back into sin or to lose our faith through adversity. And this world isn't really that pleasant a lot of times. And we're always tired and worn out and it's hard to get out of bed sometimes. But Jesus will leap over those obstacles. That isn't something that we have to do. That's something that he does for us when we put our faith in him, because he is the hind leaping on the mountains. And that concludes Song of Solomon, chapter 2.